What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. I just want to say a couple words on behalf of a couple of amazing sponsors of this show, grassfed in usa.com slash Patriot Underground and switch stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You're going to see links for both of those in the description. And I just want to tell folks, first of all, the grass-fed beef is absolutely incredible. We're talking about farm to table, no mRNA injections, no antibiotics, no hormones, no magnets sticking to your beef. The incredible flavor, folks, I can't even get over it. The filet mignon is my favorite, but they have ribeye, ground beef, all different cuts at prices that, quite frankly, are stunning. I was I was shocked at how low the prices are, considering the quality of what you're getting shipped directly to your door. This is a no-brainer, folks. Check it out and switch stores.com slash Patriot Underground is the place to go to do all of your shopping for your household and your personal items. This is a no-brainer, folks. We have to create a new economy. We have to vote with our dollars, with our financial resources. Hopefully, there'll be U.S. notes pretty soon. But certainly, our financial resources, our energy has to be directed toward companies and toward causes that are aligned with us spiritually politically and in every other way that it's going to take for us to take this across the finish line. It's incumbent upon us to shop with the good guys and to defund the cabal to the best of our ability by ditching the big box conglomerates. So switch stores.com slash Patriot Underground links in the description and grass fed in USA.com slash Patriot Underground. Check them out today, folks. You're going to absolutely love it. All right. Enjoy the show, everybody. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is October 11th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight I'm going to provide a situation update, and I do apologize because it's taken me a little bit longer than I anticipated to deliver a report to you folks, but I'm still navigating some personal issues in my life that have taken up a lot of my energy and a lot of my focus. So I appreciate everybody out there. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate all your love and your prayers. But certainly there's a lot to talk about. The war continues. And so we're going to get into it tonight. We're going to dig into all the latest details, beginning with what's transpiring in the Middle East. Now, I think it's worth noting that we've been anticipating a major conflagration of tensions in the Holy Land as a part of this process. And indeed, Hugh told us that Israel would be saved for last. And given the fact that here we are, in red October of 2023, and all of us are anticipating the final stages of this epic war unfolding in the very near future, it makes perfect sense that we're now seeing kinetic action stemming from Israel. And I also think it's worth reminding folks that not too long ago, we were discussing the political climate inside of Israel amidst the backdrop of Benjamin Netanyahu attempting to insulate his power structure by undermining the influence of the judiciary. And this comes at a time when he's facing multiple investigations centered around taking bribes, which are only the tip of the iceberg in terms of unraveling this web of evil that is the Zionist power structure. Now, when this started, I was unable to record. So I posted some analysis on Telegram. And by the way, click the link in the description to follow me on Telegram if you're not doing that already, because that's the platform that I am the most active on. And so I'm going to sort of review the essence of what I talked about when all of this started. 
and examine where we are right now a handful of days later as this situation is continuing to escalate. Now, the thing that folks need to understand is that the Zionist regime controls Hamas leadership. This is a classic example of controlled opposition being used to fuel constant war. We know this is the playbook of the enemy, and it's always aligned with their objective of divide and conquer. And so the deep state did what they always do. They create a war to disrupt the process of unity amongst the people. And how do they do it? Well, they always do it with a false flag distraction. And as with any cabal operation, there are always multiple objectives. In this case, to expand the seat of evil in the Holy Land and block God's covenant with the children of Adam. The White Hats know the playbook. This is biblical. We've said it since the very beginning. But you have to keep in mind that so much of what's being put out there right now is clearly staged. So we have to use discernment. And I also pointed out to everybody that inconsistencies always, always, always point to a larger truth. And we can see that in this situation, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, is indeed divided. And they allowed this attack, this quote unquote attack to take place. Israel being saved for last means that the final chapter has begun. Trump is playing the game brilliantly by allowing all of this to play out as fake Biden is there in office on the surface, of course, in this pantomime. And he's doing this as a means of exposure and also as a means of reconnaissance to identify enemy assets. That's also ongoing, folks. We have to remember that. This is all about giving the Zionists enough rope to hang themselves in the process of attempting to derail a white hat checkmate. Now, I told folks to look for this war to draw in other nations in the region. And that likely would happen when Israel claims the need to expand their war into Syria, which will draw Russia into the conflict, as well as mobilize the Arab nations to liberate the Holy Land. Now, how this gets explained to the masses, boy, we've done many shows on that, folks. That remains to be seen. That's pure speculation. But given the fact that we're seeing kinetic action now in multiple theaters all over the world, and likely that's going to continue and to escalate in the foreseeable future, makes it very likely that the end result will involve staged tribunals of white hat leaders to expose the plan to save the world in all of the complexities of this operation, which required this level of deception to succeed. The enemy had no choice to do this, but the alliance also knew that. And so therefore they put countermeasures in place. And finally, I capped it off by reminding everyone as Q ingrained inside of all of us, military is the only way. So that was my initial assessment. And already we're seeing the beginning stages of Syria being drawn into the conflict, which, as I stated, is key to mobilizing white hat Russian military assets in the expansion of this war. And not only that, to give all of the Arab nations a justification to get involved as well. But taking a step back here, how did this happen in the first place? Well, I think it's quite clear that this was a false flag event, an inside job, and that there is indeed division in the IDF. And I say that because it's very well known that Israel has some of the most advanced satellite technology in the world. 
and they have some of the most heavily fortified borders on all sides of any nation in the world. And so there's absolutely no way that they were caught off guard. And every logical assessment, as well as the intel that we're receiving, points toward advanced knowledge that this attack was coming and that this was not an organic event. So let's go behind the scenes a little bit and analyze what's really going on here. Now, the fact of the matter, as I stated a moment ago, is that Israel has probably the most sophisticated intelligence network on the planet that functions in tandem with MI6 and the CIA. And reportedly, Mossad has in excess of 10,000 spies that are embedded all throughout the region, inside the Iranian military, inside the Saudi Arabian military. So they undoubtedly knew that the attack was coming. And my estimation is that they planned it in coordination with Hamas leadership that they control for the reasons that I broke down a moment ago. Now, if you want to believe that this was not an inside job, that's up to you. But you have to consider that there's absolutely no way that Israel and other intelligence agencies across the world didn't identify massive troop movements on their border using their advanced satellites and a vast array of other tools as well. In fact, nearly every nation around the world had their intelligence agencies attempting to warn Israel of the impending attack. And the IDF stood down. Why? Well, because the attack was a false flag event. It was an inside job. Everybody knew that the attack was coming. Even India's intelligence assets tried to contact Israel, but reportedly the Israeli commanders, the president, the prime minister blocked all calls before the attack. Folks, this was an inside job and it was pulled off by the usual suspects, Mossad, the CIA and MI6. And it was funded by large portions of the $6 billion that was sent from the United States as a part of the infamous Iran deal that Trump references so often, and for good reason. In fact, if you really want the truth, this was all part of the Obama-Iran deal motivation to be able to fund and mobilize a false flag assault on Israel that would be timed to derail the revelations emerging on a world scale as to the depravity that's been hidden there for centuries. And by the way, a majority of the weapons that were used came from the Ukrainian black market which ultimately came from NATO via the U.S. Everything is connected. So the Israeli president and the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, stood down before the attacks began, and they told Israeli intelligence and military commanders to stand down as well. This was not an intelligence error. The Zionists intentionally let these attacks happen. But the important question is why? which leads us yet again into a discussion about the fog of war and why both the alliance and the enemy wanted these attacks to happen as both sides battle for the future of Israel. So let's break this down. What's being hidden inside of Israel? Well, to put it plainly, it's the central hub of information pertaining to worldwide industrial scale human trafficking and pedophilia and adrenochrome production amongst many other cabal evils, as we know. And inside of the Israeli banks and their intelligence agencies, and indeed their underground bases, is essentially the core of the enemy operation, which ties back 
to none other than Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And I'll just remind folks that Jeffrey Epstein was created by the Mossad in coordination with the CIA and with MI6. And he got his funding from Mossad super spy Robert Maxwell, who was Ghislaine Maxwell's father. And Robert Maxwell also worked for MI6 and the CIA. So this war is an attempt to prevent this information from falling into alliance hands by going on the offense. The best defense is a good offense. And it's really important to remember, folks, that the cabal can't afford to let events play out at this point. The alliance has taken control of the chessboard, and more importantly, the timeline has been rapidly accelerated. Why? Because they choked off all of their revenue streams, and they prompted de-dollarization all over the world, as we're seeing with the BRICS alliance that's continuing to expand. So by isolating the fiat money system, the alliance removed cabal control over the chessboard, as I just said, and prevented the enemy from running their playbook on their own timeline. Not only that, the infiltration into media outlets and the subsequent dripping out of incriminating evidence has heightened the panic and driven the cabal to make moves that will ultimately expose them in the process. And so in essence, because of alliance game theory operations, they no longer have the luxury of time and can only go on the offense in an attempt to prevent their own downfall. They've been maneuvered into being forced to take action ahead of schedule, as we've talked about many times, but all geared toward preventing the exposure of their crimes by way of causing sufficient chaos and destruction throughout the world. And that's exactly what we're seeing them attempt to do in Israel right now. Now, I already mentioned the divide within the Israeli military known as the IDF. And over the past two years in Israel, the IDF has become much like the U.S. military, portions of which are loyal to Trump, as we know, and the republic, and of course, portions that are loyal to the deep state. And patriots within the IDF have identified a vast corruption in their government leaders over these past couple of years. And consequently, as we've talked about on previous shows, several revolts have tried to start, but ultimately didn't go anywhere. They ended very quickly, but they still had the effect of scaring the daylights out of the deep state, out of the Zionists in Israel. So this is causing their panic. It's causing Netanyahu and Herzog and portions of the IDF that are loyal to the deep state to make desperation moves to avoid their crimes getting exposed. And there's also major panic stemming from the fact that the U.S. is coming closer to dropping the Epstein files, his client list, and the major countries who dealt with Epstein directly, especially Israel, who created him along with the CIA and MI6, as I mentioned a moment ago. Now, before Epstein was arrested, many of you may not know that he was apprehended several times by the alliance. And he was working with the White Hats, and he gave up all of his information on the CIA, on MI6, on Mossad, on JP Morgan, and the financial system worldwide, Bill Gates, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Microsoft. And essentially all of these individuals and corporations, which are directly connected 
to deep state cabal military intelligence assets that engineer and enforce world control to insulate the elite power structure. So this massive storm that's coming is scaring the CIA. It's scaring Mossad. It's scaring the Khazarian mafia, <clears throat> MI6, all the usual suspects that we discuss on a regular basis on this show. They are trying everything that they can to destroy all of the evidence, to prevent it from entering the consciousness of we the people. And the treasure trove of evidence, the horrific realities of this satanic system that we're dealing with, folks, is inside Israel and inside the underground bunkers where they're concealing all of that evidence. And once that evidence comes out, that's checkmate. Not to mention the associations of big tech, of mainstream media, functioning essentially as shields to prevent the people from becoming consciously aware of all this. This is a war over consciousness. Let's not forget that. And then, of course, we also have to mention the worldwide money laundering system that's connected from Israel to Ukraine, to the United States, to NATO, to the UN, and all of the vast tentacles of the U.S. military industrial complex system. Now, I mentioned earlier that there's a massive division within the IDF. And sources are indicating that major panic is happening in Israel because the military that's loyal to the people was planning a coup in 2024 to overthrow the deep state military regime that, of course, is controlled by all the aforementioned usual suspects. And actually, Q the Storm writer pointed out that not far from where Jesus once walked, the Khazarian Mafia, the Cabal, the dark families began the practice of consuming adrenochrome. And that's where they did all of their satanic rituals to the god of Moloch, the god of child sacrifice. And this is why Satanism is being pushed all over the world by the establishment system, through all their various nodes of mainstream media to gradually normalize this evil. And of course, we've seen this hidden occult hand increasingly exposed over the past couple of years, haven't we? All leading to this major flood that we know is coming, that will forever alter the consciousness of this world. So over the past two years, as all of this evil is coming close to full exposure, the panic has been building toward this planned false flag attack on Israel to prevent revelations about elite connections to the funding of Jeffrey Epstein and, of course, human trafficking. And we could also add to that the funding of the bioweapons that are masquerading as vaccines that they're trying to push on us yet again. Now, regular listeners of this show often hear me talking about multiple objectives associated with cabal operations. And the attack on Israel is no exception. In fact, it's a classic example. In addition to the motivations that we've just laid out, this inside job was also necessary for Mossad in conjunction with the CIA and MI6 to create new laws and to arrest white hats within the IDF to blame them for the attacks, as well as use the false flag as a pretense to bring treason charges against patriots within their government that are trying to take their country back. And that includes civilians and military that are working behind the scenes to expose the Israeli Mossad 
Khazarian Mafia crime syndicate. And at the same time, White Hats inside of Israel also wanted the attacks to happen in order to expose the corrupt Israeli military intelligence system that runs to the top of the government and their military commanders, with the hope that the exposure of Israel's deep state allowing these attacks to happen will lead to that revolution that I was talking about in 2024, where the people will rise up and Israel will be liberated from evil, and the Holy Land will be cleansed of an ancient satanic cult that's been obscured from the consciousness of the world for centuries. So this is all part of the White Hat plan for Israel to join the military alliance operations to expose their own country as corrupt and arrest their deep state leaders, a pattern that we're going to see play out all over the world. We're already seeing it play out in Africa, folks. And they're going to bring in declassification on Mossad, on the CIA, on Epstein, on MI6, the bioweapons, the money laundering. The list just goes on and on and on. This is all leading toward the arrest wars of 2024. This is also something that Q the Storm Rider frequently talks about, where we're going to see white hat military assets within each nation arrest their deep state controlled government. And this will lead to worldwide military tribunals, during which time the Q operation to save the world will be unraveled in all of its complexity, as I talked about earlier. This is all about taking us to the precipice of World War III that Trump is more and more frequently referencing, given everything that's happened. But he's said for a long time that only he can prevent World War III. And ultimately, we know it's not really just Trump. It's everybody behind Trump, the military alliance inside of Cheyenne Mountain, and of course, all over the world. They're the only ones that can stop this. This impending worldwide calamity of World War III that would completely annihilate humanity. We would not come back from that. And so that brings us once again to the scare necessary event that's been building as all of these different theaters become kinetic. Now we've seen Africa, I mentioned just a moment ago, pulling all types of military coups. And this is going to continue, mark my words. We've got China and North Korea poised to cause major chaos in the Pacific Rim. And certainly we've discussed the unresolved issue of Taiwan in detail in recent shows. And I've speculated about how that might play out. But all of these events that are now taking place are not disconnected. They're all a part of this strategy to lead us into this nuclear standoff, a near-death experience for all of humanity. But of course, we know that that's not where the story ends. You might even say that's where the story begins. Trump and the alliance are ultimately going to save the world. And of course, we're a part of that as well. We're going to see Trump uniting with Putin out in the open. And Q the Stormwriter is actually reporting some very interesting information about China, saying that there's going to be a new leader that emerges within the next couple of years who's going to bring an end to communism. Thanks to Xi Jinping's, what he calls Xi Jinping's self-destruction plan, which is a planned mechanism to bring down the CCP. And certainly, folks, you'll be hearing a lot more detail about that as additional intel becomes available, because the dissolution of the CCP 
has always been a necessity, as we know. And for me personally, it's been a major area of interest as to how this is all going to come out as this pantomime unfolds or how it's going to resolve itself, I should say. But we're going to eventually see world peace one way or another. India, China, the U.S., Russia, nations all around the world are going to shake hands. And of course, Bin Salman is also going to play a major role as well. We've been talking about him for quite some time and his special relationship with Trump. He's going to be the glue tying together all of these Middle East powers and bring peace in the region. And that's why the events unfolding in Israel right now are so crucially important. And they're extremely telling barometers of where we are right now in terms of the trajectory of this war. And Trump gave us comms, folks. Like I said a moment ago, only he can stop World War III. It certainly looks like we're heading in that direction, doesn't it? My last conversation with SG Anon, I actually brought that up because we were wargaming all of these different geopolitical situations across the world and kinetic action that's likely to transpire. And I said, you know, that sounds a lot to me like World War III. That's exactly what it's supposed to feel like right now, folks. That means we're going to see a lot more drama play out before all of this is said and done. And quite frankly, it's the reason I've been willing to take the heat of criticism from my audience as to what I believe to be the accurate timeline. As all these events play out, which I still don't believe will transpire in 2023, as much as I want them to, I don't think we're going to get there by the end of this year. Do I hope and pray that I'm wrong? You betcha. But I can assure folks that the closer we get to what appears to be the onset of World War III, the closer we are to the finish line, which will be symbolically represented by the EBS. So we've got Trump continually providing comms. He recently stated that the Chinese elders are figuring out Joe Biden is all a game and that there's a game going on. And what he's really talking about is that the Chinese elites know that it's not the real Joe Biden. And that this individual, whoever he is, was placed by the White Hats. He's under White Hat control, ultimately. China knows military operations are taking place in the United States. And it's evident that Biden is a part of this pantomime and that Trump is really in control and the military is really pulling the strings. So to put an end cap on our discussion of Israel for now, it's extremely significant, once again, that Syria is now getting involved. We know that the deep state wanted to build their energy pipelines to supply Europe for the next couple hundred years, and that the Syrian war was engineered to secure that access. But now that the geopolitical stage has altered and shifted so significantly, particularly since the onset of the war in Ukraine, it's become increasingly clear that Syria is a trigger point for Russian involvement, which will rapidly expand this war and play directly into the plan of the White Hats to initiate a multinational campaign to strike Israel directly and remove the Zionist regime from power. How exactly it's going to play out remains to be seen, but ultimately, folks, I'm pretty comfortable with that framework. The alliance knew the cabal would run a false flag attack on Israel 
to hasten the onset of World War III. But secret alliances and game theory operations have been in the works for decades, decades leading up to this event, which was indeed written about by Albert Pike, that the Third World War would start in Israel, but it's not going to unfold as the enemy planned it. And whether the end result of this war is an internal coup by Israeli patriots to take back their country or whether it's an occupation of Israel by an international coalition, that remains to be seen. But one way or another, this process ends with the exposure of the deep state in Israel and the subsequent emergence of new leadership after the Zionists have been rooted out. And don't think for a moment that the White Hats aren't actively profiling enemy assets as all of this is playing out to identify military targets, as the IDF, loyal to the enemy, mobilizes a ground invasion of Gaza. Now, operational details always remain cloaked in secrecy. We know that. That's the fog of war. But from a 40,000-foot perspective, we can see the chess moves and the cabal playing directly into the trap being set by the White Hats yet again. And I think it's also important to emphasize that all of the shocking reports of Hamas killing pregnant women and babies. Well, look, folks, they may or may not be true, but I've seen a lot already that indicates that a massive amount of this propaganda has been staged. This is a war over consciousness. And the enemy certainly knows how to bypass logic and reason with emotional upheaval. Now, certainly we've seen several instances already, like I mentioned, that clearly are fake. And we've also established that this invasion slash attack was allowed to happen. And it's so important to understand the enemy always uses these types of tactics to trigger an emotional response to override instinct and prevent unity, which indeed was happening amongst the people of Israel. They used that tactic to get us into Iraq. Remember the babies being taken out of incubators? And how enraged the entire country was, and we all wanted to march in there and take out Saddam? This is how they operate. They appeal to our emotions. They want to shock our nervous system so that we don't think logically and we don't think rationally about what's really happening. And it's also important to once again point out that this commentary that I'm providing today is in no way anti-Semitic. The real Jews are not the enemy, folks, and I'll never back down from that statement. I don't care whether you agree or disagree. The Jewish religion was hijacked, and I'm not going to get into all of that now. I've talked about it. Many others have talked about it. Go watch the fall of the cabal. Their religion was hijacked. And I'm not going to get into all of it now, but certainly myself and many others out there have broken this down multiple times in the past. And this is going to be one of the millions of truths that the world is going to come to embrace on the other side of this storm. But initially, I think we have to really emphasize that and not put a target on all Jews out there. And if you disagree with that statement and you want to target all the Jews or you have hatred of all the Jews, as far as I'm concerned, this isn't the right show for you. We're here to reveal the truth. We're not here to spread any kind of hatred. And as all of these truths come out, folks, we have to we have to be the ones who take the lead and explain 
and educate as to what the cabal has really done. They've used the Jews as a shield for centuries. But I'm not going to go into a huge digression on that. So, okay, having said that, let's switch gears a little bit here and let's talk about the world stage from a different angle. One that we've been long exploring with each other over the course of this journey together. And that is the engineered dissolution of NATO and the UN, but particularly we've been focusing on NATO because that's the military arm of the cabal. And as we've discussed on previous shows, Turkey is a vitally important nation, a vitally important piece of this puzzle. And Turkey is now openly playing against NATO. They're making secret moves. They're aligned with Russia and China. Now, we knew this for a long time, but now it's becoming very obvious since the onset of the war in Israel. We've got the president of Turkey, Erdogan, publicly coming out and supporting the Palestinians in this ongoing Hamas-Israel conflict. At least that's what they want us to believe. But he's come out publicly, not only in support of the Palestinians, but directly warning the United States to stay out of the conflict. So clearly that has NATO in shock. The NATO leaders are well aware that Turkey has sent weapons to Hamas. And NATO can't have their biggest military ally, Turkey, threatening another NATO member nation, the United States. So in their panic, NATO is calling all kinds of emergency meetings. They're trying to war game the failing of the Ukrainians to hold back Russia. And now the open defection of their most powerful military ally, Turkey. Because if Turkey leaves NATO or other NATO countries vote out Turkey, they lose massive military power in Europe. They lose money, they lose weapons. And there's just no way that NATO can carry on without Turkish military support. What's going to happen real soon, folks, is that Turkey is going to publicly align itself with Russia and China. And there's an additional layer to all this as well. NATO is in panic because they know that U.S. weapons that were supposed to be used by the Ukrainians and NATO have been tracked and are showing up in Iran. And what's happening is that Iran is buying weapons supposedly intended for the Ukrainian military, which are being sold on the black market to enemies of the U.S. and NATO allies. Iran bought the weapons and gave them to Hamas. And as I mentioned a moment ago, Turkey is also arming Hamas. And this is all going to come out very soon. And so how does this tie in to everything else that's going on? I mean, we've been talking about geopolitics now for basically the entire show. And for good reason. Don't get me wrong. But how does this tie in, let's just say, to the ongoing Speaker of the House drama that we've been talking about recently? Well, folks, I do believe that we're going to see Jim Jordan as the next speaker. And I do believe that this was always the plan, that he's going to be essentially placed there by Trump and the military alliance. And Jim Jordan is going to start to expose everything from the NATO weapons black market trade that I just mentioned to the Ukrainian money laundering system. And he's going to connect Biden directly to the Ukrainian crime syndicate operations. The deep state is shaking in fear right now, folks. The Trump card or cards 
are getting ready to be played. The Epstein list, the files and the data from the military monitoring the stolen election of 2020, and of course, 2022, and perhaps even 2018. All of this is going to come out prior to the 2024 elections that I have outright stated I simply don't believe are going to unfold, at least not according to the status quo that we have now. I think that 100% we are going to see military intervention before we get to the next election cycle. When it's going to happen, that's anybody's guess. But pretty much everybody that I've talked to agrees that we have to see the EBS prior to the 2024 election. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I've certainly broken this down in detail on recent shows. And according to some of the sources that I trust, the show is really going to get wild in the beginning of next year. I'm hearing February 2024 is where we're going to see the arrest wars really kick off. So now we have Turkey as the first country to basically openly defect from NATO, even though they haven't made it official. And certainly that's going to cripple military capability like I just discussed. And we've also got Poland refusing arms to Ukraine. And the indications of defection are also coming from Germany, as all of their economic woes are exponentially increasing on a daily basis. Their industrial sector has been absolutely crippled since the onset of the war in Ukraine. And remember, this was all a part of the alliance strategy to hasten the dissolution of NATO. In essence, the wars in Ukraine and Israel are functioning as a pincer attack. We just discussed the Ukraine war leading to NATO dissolution from an economic standpoint. And certainly, we've gone into a lot of detail about the effects of eliminating the biolabs and the money laundering centers on their revenue streams. And now we have a series of events unfolding that's going to result in the vast depletion of NATO military might as Turkey openly threatens the United States and is sending arms to fight against the Zionists, which were funneled through the Ukrainian black market and purchased with funds secured by Iran through their blackmailing of the Obama administration over the cover-up of what really happened to Osama bin Laden. The Iranians knew all along where this was going, and they set up Obama to get trapped in a lie intended to bolster his support for re-election. And they knew that eventually they would use all of that money to finance this war against Israel. All of the puzzle pieces are coming together. So I happen to think that Israel is being forced to escalate this war for all the reasons that we discussed tonight and that the alliance has known the playbook all along. Again, Q told us Israel would be safe for last. And that means that this is the final chapter leading us into the scare necessary event. And certainly this will involve all of the nations and all of the geopolitical maneuvering that we've tracked since the beginning of our journey together. And so as the economic walls continue to close in on the cabal, very visible by the BRICS alliance and their de-dollarization strategy and the truth about the fiat connection to human trafficking and a myriad of other evils, as, as this rapidly accelerates, we can be very confident that this kinetic action in the Middle East will lead us, along with kinetic action in the Pacific Rim, 
to the precipice of a nuclear war, which is indeed, in my view, the climactic moment which will coincide with the black swan financial collapse and, of course, provide the conditions for the EBS to be triggered. And how do the congressional investigations, the impeachment of fake Biden, and the impending Trump trials dovetail with all that we've discussed tonight? It's all pantomime, folks. It's all geared toward awakening as many people as they possibly can as the clock runs out and checkmate is achieved and evil is finally driven from the Holy Land and indeed from the entire world. We've been saying all along that this is biblical. And now we can see tangible evidence, not only that this has been true all along, but also that the end is near. And so as all of this is unfolding, and all of the cabal operations continue to backfire, it is undoubtable that the enemy is preparing to go operational with more fifth-generational attacks, more false flag events, to reverse the freight train of disclosure and subsequent meeting out of justice. Nothing can stop what's coming. And so what will these events be? Well, while nobody knows for sure, due to the fog of war we so often attempt to peer through, we certainly know the playbook, and we certainly know the possibilities, from directed energy weapons to false flag alien invasions and everything in between. And of course, the topic of non-terrestrial involvement in all of these events is ever-present as an overlay as well. As a matter of fact, I'll be having Carrie Cassidy on the show tomorrow to discuss this angle, and she's going to provide a whole new lens to analyze the war unfolding in Israel centering around the most powerful portals on the planet. So you're not going to want to miss that show. But folks, we are in the final phase of an eight-year plan. Israel was saved for last. Hold the line as we bear witness to the perfection of God's plan to honor his covenant with the descendants of Adam and deliver us from evil on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. All right, folks, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Please take a moment to hit that like button if you did. And let me know in the comments what you thought of today's episode. I really love reading people's perspectives on all the information and all the analysis that I put out there. I also want to remind folks to make sure you're following me on the different platforms I'm on. I'm on BitChute, Rumble, Podbean, and Odyssey. You can also follow me on Telegram. I mentioned that earlier in the show. And Truth Social, you'll see links for both of those. And speaking of links, let me talk a little bit about PatriotUnderground.shop. That's my merch store. Great t-shirts, great sweatshirts, hats, beer mugs, stickers, very affordably priced, high quality items, folks. Go check it out. Pick up an item or two. It helps me out massively. I also want to remind folks that I have an active community on Locals now. There's a link in the description. It's patriotunderground.locals.com slash support. You, you can become a member for $5 a month, get first access to all of my new content, as well as Patriot Underground chats and Q&A, live Q&A. I actually had one scheduled, but unfortunately, I was not feeling well over the weekend. So I will be rescheduling that soon for all of my local members listening. But it is a great community. It is unbelievably satisfying to have these chats with like-minded patriots to connect and build this digital family. And it really does help me tremendously in my goal to become an independently supported podcaster for all of you. 
<clears throat> I also want to just briefly mention my affiliates, grassfedinusa.com and switch-stores.com. These are the sites you want to click on. The first one, of course, is for the best steak you're ever going to taste in your life. Shipped directly to your door, grass-fed, organic, no hormones, no mRNA injections, no antibiotics, no magnets sticking to them, just melt-in-your-mouth beef. Absolutely incredible, folks. Highly, highly recommend. Click that link. Shop with the good guys. And speaking of shopping with the good guys, switch hyphen stores. This is the place you want to go to do all of your shopping for your personal and your household products. They have the best essential oils. They have the best supplements, some of the best supplements in the world. This is an incredible opportunity to realign your financial resources with your political and your spiritual values, folks. That's part of our role as patriots, is building a new economy. As long as we continue to be saddled with this fiat system, we have to fight back against it. But certainly we know better days are coming. And the reason for that is because of the efforts that we're making now. And speaking of making efforts now, in preparation of everything that's coming, I have to once again urge folks to check out patriotundergroundgold.com or patriotundergroundsilver.com and to roll over your IRA and your 401k into precious metals. Get out of the dollar while you still have the chance, folks. Don't take that hit when the EBS is triggered and the quantum financial system is no longer mirroring the fiat system and everybody's running for the exits at the same time. I think it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Now, what comes after that? Well, that's all speculation at this point. Certainly, I have my beliefs that I've shared about the quantum financial system. I believe that everyone ultimately is going to be made financially whole. However, I also believe that if you've worked your entire life, you shouldn't be in a position to have to take such major losses during this transition. And you might even take it a step further and say, as an investor with that mindset, you're poised to make a massive amount of return on this investment considering what gold is priced at right now, roughly about $2,000 an ounce, to where it's probably going to be pegged in the not-too-distant future. Now, I'm not going to speculate on that. Now, once again, I'm going to remind folks I'm not a financial advisor, but I've had them on my show. I've had Jim Willie on my show talk about this, Dr. Scott Young talk about this. This is the right move to make, folks. Historically, precious metals have always been a safe harbor during times like these. So click those links. You'll find out how easy it is to make that transition. I've already had a number of members of my audience make it, and they've been very, very happy with their decision. I myself am invested in precious metals. It's a no-brainer, folks. PatriotUndergroundGold.com or PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, I'm going to have Kerry Cassidy back on the show tomorrow. Very much looking forward to that conversation. I'm not sure if we're going to go live yet, but we probably will. More information to follow on that. So hopefully all of you will have a chance to tune in. Until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.